You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. At the start of a new year, often we set big lofty goals in many areas of our life. Well, Christian financial planner Glenn Zimmerman is here to take a look and to offer some perspective on goals, but maybe smaller ones that can make a big impact. Glenn, good morning. And yes, it's not too late for us to say Happy New Year to you. Absolutely. Happy New Year. <laughs> All right. So um, what are they called? Resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. Resol- okay. We got the, yes. I'm going to lose 400 pounds this year <laughs> and yep. I'm going to, I'm going to get out of debt and this, that, and the other. And before you know it, by 2025, I'll be the perfect person. And <laughs> those things just, they go sideways quickly, don't they? Yeah, we, it goes sideways in a in a real hurry, and often it's by kind of like the end of January, <laughs> and, and and it's all over. So yeah, financial goals kind of get sucked to that, unfortunately. So why why is it? You know, I kind of get the diet thing because yeah. there's chocolate cake, but the the, the financial <laughs> thing, why do we have such trouble when it comes to fixing or or getting our finances under, uh, you know, in 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 control? You know, I I just think it's. <sighs> I, there's a phrase, I don't know where I heard it, but it's like, you know, when you're doing a project and you feel like you're sweeping the desert, that, that's, um, that's kind of the way sometimes it is with finances. There's always improvements to be made and you feel like, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. Sometimes you're doing really well and then the transmission goes out on the car, you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of life happens and it can, you can get discouraged really quickly. So I think in our minds, we kind of know our idea of what where we should be over our finances and it can be really frustrating so we tend to okay this is the year just like you said we have huge goals we're just gonna jump in and get this fixed you know by the end of the year all these great things are gonna happen and then you know it doesn't happen and i think sometimes we're too hard on ourselves right we compare ourselves to others at you know just surface wise oh neighbor's got a new car they're going on a trip, kids are going to private school, whatever it is, you know, we kind of, "Mm, what's wrong with us? And that can be kind of damaging that comparison trap. So that's, that's really uh, not good as, as well. So it's kind of this recipe for failure to be kind of blunt about it. And we kind of, we got to step away from that. And I really think part of the problem is we set unrealistic goals. We just, you know, we want to be transformative in, in a year. And we have to remember whatever situation we're in financially, it took time to get here. So when we set a huge goal, like we're gonna be debt-free by the end of the year, and you know, end of February, something happened and we're worse off, we could get discouraged and we might even regress. We might, ah, forget it, and, and things get worse. Sort of like we go on a diet, get frustrated, forget it, here comes the thing, ice cream, or whatever it is, and we're, we're worse off. So. That's what we don't want to do. And for whatever reason, I think financial problems, financial goals can can really be sucked into this sort of failure loop. And we want to avoid that. So then does that mean we don't set goals at all? I mean, what what's the better way forward? Yeah, I mean, I think goals are fine. But I think kind of Eric alluded to it, you know, just start smaller mm-hmm. and, and make them achievable. Um, you know, one analogy, it might help. I'm sort of a runner. I'm, I'm not a gifted runner at all. I've just, 20 years ago, I started running to try to keep myself in reasonable shape, but I'm, I'm not good at it. Um, and, you know, if I were to try to run a marathon, I'm going to run a marathon, you know, in a month, I would probably kill myself, and even though I'm <laughs> fairly fit. So what happens is if you go out on day one, I'm just going to run as long as I can. 
And then day two, I'm going to go a little longer. And day three, hey, I'll run a marathon. It does not work like that. <laughs> you, you will quickly get hurt, turn an ankle, you know, fatigue, uh, get sick. Uh, all kinds of things happen. So you have to kind of phase into it. It's exactly the same with our finances. You know, you can't go from zero to 60 like that. You're going to be frustrated. Maybe you do something, make some bad decisions, which you don't want to do. So it really all starts with anything we want to try to achieve in 2024 financially. Our income has to be more than our expenses. It's, it's that simple. You know, you can have a beautiful sports car, can't book gas in it. It's not going anywhere. Mm. So that would be the overall goal to kind of work on. And it can be really small and achievable. Um, you know, just one idea of each month, just maybe say, hey, this month we're gonna, I'm going to try to work on this and see, see, what it, see what happens. For instance, not eating out quite as much. Um, it's expensive now eating out. I'm always shocked at how much it is. Um, but if you eat out just a little bit less, again, not don't eat out at all, just reduce it a little bit, maybe bring coffee to work a little bit more. Sounds small and yeah, yeah. But guess what? That adds up to a few hundred dollars a month at least. Per month, that turns into a few thousand dollars over the course of a year. Now we're talking, you know, so don't underestimate small changes. Another one that's not even an, an active thing you have to do, it's just a decision. If someone just decided to wait longer to replace their car, you know, do the repairs, but keep a car longer. If you increase that interval over, let's say, 30 years, that's a difference of probably close to $200,000 more later in life that you could use for retirement. So don't be too hard on yourself. Set smaller goals. But don't be discouraged by doing small things. They can really add up over time. You know, going back to food for a second, mm -hmm. if you plan your meals, it's also helpful. Part of the reason we go out to eat is we haven't planned our meals. But the other thing is, if you don't plan your meal, you end up going to the grocery store more often. And going to the grocery store is, you know, it used to be, oh, I can save money if I go buy my own ingredients. That's mm -hmm. not even the case anymore. It's so expensive to get things. So if you if you plan things out, you don't have to make as many trips. I think you save yourself money that way also. Absolutely. Yeah. Food is a uh, food is rough. And there's, you know, Costco, they call it, I think the, the magic aisle or golden aisle where they, they literally try to get things to catch your attention. You go in for batteries and you're, you come out and it's, you know, $300. So it's, yeah. it's the magic of shopping. Yeah. And going back to your, just, just a little bit of spending, I saw mm -hmm. this on uh, social media, so I'm not sure you might have to fact check me, but, <laughs> but it said just $27 and 40 cents a day of miscellaneous spending can add up to $10,000 a year of waste. And I don't know about the numbers, but I guess the yeah, point is, yeah, yeah the point mm -hmm. is just even a little bit every day that we think, Oh, not that big of a deal over time adds up it really does yeah and and that's in and you're you that those numbers are correct it's right on ten thousand. so <laughs> wow mm -hmm. that's scary i mean that's that's what i thought that's why i kind of marked that like whoa i didn't realize that i know mm -hmm. and that you know you could wow okay Let, let's move on because that i could be stuck on what bridget just said and and never leave that that rabbit hole i love it as people of faith though this this really is important for us because $27 that $10,000 you imagine if that was poured into kingdom work and what the 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 opportunities that are there but they're kind of squandered because we're just kind of living life using that $27 and not even realizing where it's going 
Yeah, it's, um, you know, this is that word stewardship that's kind of thrown around and, and yeah, oh, he's talking about stewardship. Well, you're going to turn off the radio. Don't do it. You know, it's simply, you know, if you think about finances, we're really trying to put value to things that we really care about, right? And for people of faith, our faith should be something we really care about, our witness. So our money is just intrinsically tied to that. Doesn't mean we don't enjoy life. Doesn't mean we don't take trips with our family and do fun things. It's just taking the time to be wise and prioritize. If someone really loves to play golf, it's important to them, make that a priority, right? If someone does hates golf but likes to go out with friends, fine, make that a priority and plan on it. But our faith has got to be, be part of it. And you know, it is amazing. I was just reading through, you know, I think it was the book of Matthew, and it's just over and over how money is brought up. And Jesus talked about it so much, and I think it really just kind of reveals what we think is important. Um, money itself is not bad. <clears throat> it allows us to take care of ourselves. We're very blessed to live where we live. Um, it allows us to help others. Uh, it allows us to do fun things. There's nothing wrong with that. But it can, especially in America today, easily um, define us, and that's when it's a danger. If you're both sides, if you are struggling with money right now, <clears throat> just don't give in to that idea that you're a bad person, that you've failed. You know, you're you're really uh, never going to get this back. It we make it a bigger deal. Um, we can all look back and kind of realize that we've made mistakes with money or we simply oh, that would have been a better decision to do that instead of this. That doesn't define who we are in Christ. And that's the battle we all face all the time. Comparison trap, fear of missing out, uh, you know, level of lifestyle and those kind of things. It can compete with our status with, with Christ who says, Hey, I loved you enough to come here and die for you. I've got it, right? Regardless of your circumstances, you're with me. That should allow us to relax, but it's still tough. Um, if you have a lot of money, same thing. Guess what? Doesn't mean uh, you get a gold star. <laughs> Doesn't mean God loves you more. You're not taking it with you. And in fact, it, a lot of money can bring a lot more responsibility and problems. So don't let that lure of money tell you you're a success, bunny quotes, uh, you know, because of it. The only aspect of our lives that lasts forever is our relationship with God and how we impact others. Um, there are a couple ideas. I'll just I'll kind of close with, with these two things. They're not really financial, but it's about our faith. And it, but again, it ties in such an important way. Again, money can be a great tool. Uh, we want to use it well, keep a good stewardship perspective on it. And we really want to do that with improving our communication this is so tough to do. Um, I mean, I will admit to that. You know, wife, we come home from work. All of a sudden, we, it's quiet. We look, we're both on our phones, right? Mm -hmm. She's, I got to get back to whoever, and I'm looking up some weird and Chinese inflation data or something boring, <laughs> you know. And we're not talking to each other. So if you're married, talk to each other. If you, you're single, talk to a trusted friend. Have someone that you can share things, especially about your finances, make decisions together. And then as people of faith, we need to pray. It goes, yeah, yeah, we got to pray. No, really do it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Before a financial decision is made, pray, seek wisdom. It's a great goal this year also is just to get into the word more. Read your Bible. Stuff about money is there so much. 
you know, be quiet when you're giving. Don't let people know what you're doing. God will bless that. I just read that yesterday, you know, just a reminder. All those things go to a long way to making uh, better decisions. And, and finally, you know, I have to mention giving, not to do it as, as a guilt trip, but really to think about it this year and making get, giving a, a priority. I think it really helps keep our perspective kind of straight on this, that the stuff we have isn't really ours. We're not taking it with us. And that kind of is the essence of stewardship. For me personally, I feel like giving, it kind of demonstrates that I, I'm not, I'm, at least I'm trying, I'm trying to not let the money define who I am and that I want to be used by God to be part of his plan. And I think, you know, that is an amazing goal to have in 2024. We're all not going to do it perfectly, but if we can keep that in our mindset and the decisions that we make, how can this improve, you know, God's plan for, for me and his redemptive plan in this world, balancing that with taking care of family, enjoying life. That's what it's about. And uh, cut ourselves some slack, set small goals. And I think it'll make a big difference. That's what we can look forward to here in 2024. And so glad that Glenn joins us regularly to help give us some great perspective when it comes to our finances. Thank you for your time today, Glenn. Do appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Thank you, guys. Have a great week.